It's Friday. Hello, and welcome <clears throat> to episode three regarding <clears throat> U.S. soccer's roadmap in the four phases of the game. Um, on today's GK Icon Academy's USA panel, we have Mr. Mark Duffield, who is the Penn State New Kensington's head coach. He's also the goalkeeper coach for the Pittsburgh Hotspurs within the NPSL. And he's also a director of coaching, a director of goalkeeping, excuse me, at a local club here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> we also have Zach Kruger. Uh, he's a head coach of women's soccer at Seton Hill University. And we also have Matt Piscaglia, who is the goalkeeper coach at University of Pittsburgh Greensburg and is, was also last year named the 2019 PA West ODP Goalkeeper Coach of the Year. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Very well. Very well. We're going to jump right into it. So um, we'll start with uh, Coach Kruger. Zach, let's talk about the goalkeeper's role when we are in possession of the ball. What yeah, is I mean, we're, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. When we're in possession of the ball, I think positioning is key. Um, you should be moving with the flow of the play. doesn't matter what, what, what third of the ball is in in possession. I think you should always be trying to make a flow with your positioning as your team is keeping the ball. Uh, as the ball transitions a little bit closer to your defensive third, I think you should start to become more of an option. And what I mean by that is showing physically, hey, like I want you to play this foot um, and being on a good angle so you're, you can set yourself up for a good first touch. Uh, I think having a good first touch sets you up to keep the ball in possession. Uh, and obviously keeping possession of the defensive third is key. So I know there was another podcast uh, based on distribution, and you can check in with that to get some more ideas based around when you have the ball at your feet. Um, but in, in, when you're in the defensive third, you just do not turn the ball over. Just try to keep it. Um, don't do anything fancy with it. Cool, cool. Coach Matt, what are your thoughts? What's the goalkeeper's role when we have the ball, when we're in possession? Yeah, so to build upon even what Zach's kind of started with us being in the back, you know, the goalkeeper has the ball. Uh, to even build off that more is how can I help my teammates um, that have the ball? Where can I guide them, direct them to where that space is next? Um, so maybe a situation where I don't even necessarily have the ball as a goalkeeper, uh, but one of my field players in front of me has the ball. It's more of now how am I communicating with them to relay the information, let them know where the space is. Maybe if uh, I have a central midfielder checking in the space, uh, they have someone on their back, letting them know that. Um, and just helping our players be an extra set of eyes out in the field uh, once we have the ball and obviously help with that build up into those next phases as we get into the, the uh, middle third and then the attacking third even. Um, and the big thing with doing so is also our positioning and where we can put ourselves, um, how close we can stay with our center backs as that ball does progress up the field um, and just staying in constant communication with them um, no, no matter how far or close to our, our own goal that the ball is. Coach Duffield. Yeah, I think like, as, as Matt said, I think it alludes to a, another podcast about communication. I think communication is key. It's about staying engaged in the game. You know, you might not physically have the ball, but as, as the team has it, so we can communicate to them, keep staying in the game mentally. And also, obviously, when the, even when the ball's in like the final third, making sure we're connected with our defense there, not just sitting back on our goal, making sure we're pushing up with possession. And again, even though it's in the final third, can we also communicate to our back line? 
Yeah, I, I love the, 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 the couple points you all hit on. One was communication. And feel free to elaborate on it, guys. Don't feel that we have to wait for another episode. If you feel communication is important, let's talk about it. And I want to elaborate on that. So, and I also want to elaborate on the different thirds of the field. You know, when, we're in, when, we're in, when we have possession in our back line or in the, in the back third, excuse me, you know, we're going to be more involved, obviously, compared to it if, it were, if the ball were in the offensive third. And what's the communicate? What's the role of the goalkeeper? Goalkeeper, and from a communication standpoint, when the ball is in those different thirds of the field. And let's start with the the defensive third. So we're in possession. We're in our defensive third. Um, Zach, you touched upon it really well, and I'll go back to you on this. You know, in regards to the first touch and being an option. But what's the communication role from a goalkeeper's perspective in the defensive third when we're in possession of the ball? Yeah, I mean, the goalkeeper is always going to be an option for you to play back to, but I think your job in communication is to de-stress that player um, to make them feel comfortable that they have time or space. If, you, if they have time to turn, you should be able to communicate that. I think it's just about providing the best possible situation for that, for that play. Um, playing back to you is always an option, but it may not be the best option. And your job in communication is to communicate the best possible option for that player. Um, Obviously, we're trying to get the ball to go forward and, and score goals. So if the best option is to, to you know, play a center back and just swing it out the other way, if, if the outside back has the ball, uh, I definitely think that is something you should be communicating. You know, you can do that in, in limited syllables as well. So if you're, when you're talking about communication, you want it to be clean and clear. You don't want it to be all jumbled. You want it to be a very easy transition from your mouth to their ears. So it, just be able to – Read, you know, two steps ahead. So your eyes should be seeing prior to you getting the ball or prior to that play happening. What would be, to elaborate on that, Mark, I'm going to go to you with this one. What are some of the key phrases that a goalkeeper would say? I love what Zach was saying. Um, Don't talk in complete sentences. And the phrase I use all the time, um, talk like a caveman, you know, three words or less. Seriously, right? Because no one's listening to you. And if you do, if you are that commentator, um, you, you kind of come across as the comic book Charlie Brown, you come across as um, Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, that, that, and all of a sudden everyone's toning you out. So if you're going to keep these phrases, you're going to utilize phrases with three words or less when we have the ball in our, in our own third, Mark, what would um, some of those phrases be? What would you, what would you say? I mean, I think it's, I think it's simple things like, you know, left shoulder, right shoulder. And you could also utilize the nonverbal communication as well. So obviously as the, you know, say our defender has the ball, they turn around. You've, you've indicated left shoulder. I put my left hand out. That indicates now my centre back that they now I want the ball to my left foot. You know, like I said, it's, I think it's real, real caveman, as you said, like basic, like left shoulder, drop right, all those sort of indications that are very easy to process. Indicate Eric shouts to me, left shoulder, drop left shoulder. I know exactly what that means. Yeah. Very short and sharp, precise. Matt, would you add? What would you add to that, Matt? Yeah, and I, I'm thinking to kind of go full circle here with communication when we have possession in our own third. Um, if you as a goalkeeper can just communicate effectively and properly, uh, it can just kind of instill some confidence in your back line um, that you are there as the option, uh, maybe relieving pressure, uh, changing the, the uh, plan of attack going out the other side. Um, but if you can be confident in your communication with what you're saying, and be just super loud, you know, you can really just instill some confidence in your back line um, to let them know you're that option and that you want the ball really because um, we can be involved and we can, we can uh, help, get, help uh, move the ball forward. 
Yeah. One thing I always like to do when, when coaching is you know, if the ball's on our right side, for instance, and I, you can see the other team pressing and all coming forward to that quadrant of the field, you know, can they, if they were to play the ball back to you, is the other side available? And based on everyone, the other team moving in that direction where the ball is, that side of the field is typically open. So what I like to do is talk or have my goalkeepers instruct that left side of the field. Like if, Hey, if I get it, be prepared for this. So it's a quick transition to the other side. And then they're taking advantage of that space into the you know, middle third and offensive third. That's well said guys. Um, speaking of the middle third and, and offensive third, um, you know, my opinion with, with the goalkeeper's role here is, you know, your, your voice gets less with the person on the ball, but it becomes more of a, you're starting to, you know, position players to support, you know, using your back line um, for when that ball does have to come back to switch it to the other end. So making sure our back line is ready for that quick transition around them going up the other way, you know, continuing to move forward. But sometimes you have to go back to go forward. Um, Zach, what do you, what, what's your take on the offensive and middle third of the field? Let's combine those two. Yeah, I think Duffy kind of touched on a little bit to start was as the ball progresses forward into the middle third of the attacking third, you should be staying positionally connected with your back four. Um, if there would happen to be a transitional moment where you lose possession, you're still in a good spot to have maybe make a tackle um, or clear, come out and clear a ball or just you know gobble up a, uh, a, a big ball that comes over the top. You're still connected with your back four. You still talk to them. You still position them in a way. Uh, but if you're all the way back on your own goal line, I think that gets very difficult to do. And it's hard to organize and communicate when you're that far away from your back four. Um, so then you, obviously you're still communicating with your immediate, uh, I call them neighbors. I, so that's the term that I use. I don't know what other people use, but uh, goalkeeper, outside backs, center backs, holding mids, they're kind of in your neighborhood. So you still communicate with your neighborhood, but beyond that, you're just relaying a message forward. So um, if you see something, you shouldn't be shouting all the way up to the attacking third. I think that gets a little overbearing. So what I do is I teach them to talk to the neighbors and then outside backs and like outside mids are also neighbors and they can relay that, that communication going forward. So I still think there's an important communication uh, role there, positionally in communication, uh, but it's just about how you can get your message across without coming across as a, you know, kind of like a jerk. So um, be demanding, but then also be understanding yeah. in communication. Yeah. Mark, talk about when the ball's in the offensive, uh, offensive third and your positioning, your connection with the, with the back line. Where do you like your goalkeepers to be? Um, yeah, where do you like your goalkeepers to be positioned? Well, uh, like so I, I was going to say, I think this is one of the biggest, especially in youth soccer, one of the biggest coaching moments from a goalie perspective because – you watch a lot of goalkeepers and they're very shy to leave the comfort of their box. You know, you, and it's like, hey, you know, Eric, push up, push up. You know, and it, I think it goes back to confidence. You know, for me, if you look at the modern goalkeeper, you know, it's a big phrase right now that what's a, what's a modern goalkeeper? It has that confidence to get outside the box. You look at like a Manuel Neuer. I use him as a quick reference. I mean, if Bayern Munich lose possession, lose possession of the ball, the ball comes over the top. He's always there to come out and sweep it up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like when it's in the final third, your role is to obviously be connected there with the back four, but be in a position where we, if we do lose possession in that final third and they try and go long over the top, you position yourself in a way where you can just come out and make that first time clearance. Yeah, I, I love that. And you hear the phrase sweeper keeper a lot. And, yeah. and the other thing too is, especially if you're, if there's a, I talk a lot when I coach <clears throat> to my goalkeepers. I talk a lot about um, 
Where's the, where's the flow of the game? And, and if you're really putting a lot of pressure on another team and a tight game, or even if you're, you're winning or losing and whatnot, you know, typically with teams who are under pressure, while they'll, to relieve that pressure, they'll send a long ball out, right? And, and be prepared for that. And I, I always tell my goalkeepers, like, be prepared for someone to just thump it long to clear the pressure off of them or relieve the pressure off of them. But you need to be able to take that ball down 30 yards, 40 yards outside or wherever you're located and comfortably play that ball back to um, your back line or one of your teammates, similar to what Nora does a lot of. And I, I love how you said that, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. I think like, sorry, I think like if you watch it, if you see a number of games, how often a goalkeeper's, a goalkeeper's reluctancy to come outside their box and be shy inside, well, a number of goals will be scored where the, like the outside back or centre back will win it, just lump it over the top. And because the back line's up, and the goalie's too far back. There's that massive gap in behind. Striker runs onto it. You know, it's one nil to the other team. That's why it's very important that, you know, as a goalkeeper, you learn to stay engaged, be confident, and get outside that box. Because if you're outside that box and that ball comes over a quick transitional period, you're out. You hit it first time. If you have time, take a touch and just start again. Yeah. Let's now transition to uh, when we do not have possession, when we're out of possession. Uh, Coach Matt, we'll start with you. Let's, th let's talk about the, the, the uh, balls in our offensive third, or, or, or obviously other, other side of the field and the, the, the middle third. Matt, what's the goalkeeper's role there in regards to we do not have the ball and the ball's on the other side of the field? What do you, what do you instruct your goalkeepers to do? What's their role? Yeah, so this is kind of like that tail end of where we were just ending at. Yep. Um, and I think once when we have the ball, and maybe we might be losing the ball, but when we have that ball in the final third, um, I think a way to look at it is almost to start to think about where the dangerous areas for the other team for them to attack once they have the ball. Um, so I might not be, while we have the ball, I might not be talking to my defenders about it then um, because they might be, especially like an outside back, might be looking to make a run, an overlapping run to maybe get the ball, find the ball to their feet. But as we're losing that ball, um, then we start to transition to that to the defense, uh, obviously we're going to get more compact, uh, just tighten everything up. But I think a way to start transitioning into that is to just look at the dangerous areas based on maybe if it's the, it's the front striker for the other team, uh, maybe some wingers that are still caught up a little bit high. Um, but then we start to look at where are the dangerous areas for the other team. Once they do out the ball, uh, how can I direct my players to kind of, if it's them moving a bit or if it's just them taking it in and seeing and finding where that player or that space might be, um, how can I start to communicate to them uh, based on what the other team is doing, how they look um, to kind of transition to that defensive phase. And obviously, uh, just like Zach had mentioned earlier, it's that positioning as well. Uh, we have to be off our line, you know, especially if, if we're in a dangerous scoring position, maybe the ball's inside the box on the far end, you know, we can be 30, 35 yards off our line outside our box. Um, so we are able to communicate to our back line um, and to a point where they can hear us and we're not just, you know, shouting at the top of our lungs to be able to relay that message. Um, but just making that distance shorter and closer just makes that a whole lot easier to get our message across. Mm -hmm. Well said, Coach Zach. Yeah, I mean, Matt hit on a lot of really good, good points. I, I've always told my goalkeepers, the moment that we lose possession of the ball, is to, you're going to start to think about, you know, your weak side. So 
as you're handling your near post, let's just say it's on our right-hand side of the field, um, and, you're, and you're saying contain, my next look is to my weak side. So as, and as I'm positionally dropping into my own goal mouth, back into my own defensive third, and protecting that space still, as your team's kind of dropping back to get behind the ball, I always tell my goalkeepers, you need to at least look back post. Make sure that, let's just say, your right back is containing, your left back needs to be dropping and pinching. So as you're orchestrating one communication, your eyes should already be on to the next thing and trying to read that next possible scenario that Matt was talking about that could possibly hurt you. And being weak side, uh, you know, not tight and not positionally together as a back four is definitely going to be a vulnerable area on the field. And you'll see a lot of times teams that just get in possession, they'll open up and they'll try to ping a big diagonal ball. And that is, is, that's where the space is on the weak side. So I always try to teach my goalkeepers to, yes, and immediately deal with slowing the, the game down, slowing that possession down, but then immediately start to look at weak side. So that's, that's one thing that I've always taught my goalkeepers and, and um, to, to read that as quick as possible. Nice. Coach Duff, as we get into the middle third, that ball's coming. They have possession. They're coming towards us. They're in the middle third, starting to get into our own defensive third. They're right on that line, let's call it. Um, what's our role there? Well, I'm not going to be as, um, you know, outlandish outside the box. I'm not going to be hanging outside the box now because now that's where someone's going to try and chip it over my head. So this is where I play a smart role where I'm trying to drop back a little bit more, get back closer to my goal, but definitely play it. You still there? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Sorry, my, my thing just totally went off there. That's okay. Keep going. Uh, um, uh, tra train of thoughts. Okay, so sorry, the middle of the third. And then what my role is then is to like really totally organize my team. You know, I feel like my, that's where my communication comes into place. I want to make sure my team is all set up so all the, to cut out all the passing lanes and try and restrict the options to which they have. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things I always told, told my goalies too is, is everything you just said, oh, you was fantastic. I love it. Um, but as we transition and, and they have possession, we'll get into the immediate transition moments when we win or when we lose the ball in, in a moment. But right now we, we know they have the ball and they're, they're coming at us. You know, my, my, I vote to protect the middle of the field. And, and, if, and, if, and if we have to, you know, it's like an accordion, you know, when we're on offense, you know, everyone's wide. And when we're in defense, everyone comes in, protect, force them wide. I'm okay with that, especially in our defensive third and in the middle third. Um, get them out there because that's where world – if they score from out there, we have to look at our goalkeeper's positioning, right? Truth. But at the same time, that's a very, very um, – they're not going to – that shouldn't happen is kind of what I'm saying. They shouldn't score out wide. So if we can push our defenders wide or have their defenders push the ball wide when they're coming um, at us, that's, that's a – I think very strategic move, very great tactical move. In addition to what Coach Zach was saying, um, keeping an eye or always being cognizant of, you know, balls on my right, what's happening over here? You know, we're starting to compact and get really tight, but there's space on the other side for them to be making that run in. Are we always, is that outside back always checking that shoulder? Same thing with our goalies. Our goalkeepers cannot be focused on the ball. They need to be focused on the entire field. And I think that's one of the benefits to the position is you see the whole field. So you can help. Um, our, our, your teammates with that vision, with that checking your shoulder and, and seeing everyone, to be honest. Balls in the 18. Where, where are we? What are we, what are we saying to our, what are we saying to our teammates? What are we doing? What are we positioning ourselves to be ready for? I'm going to, uh, Mark, coach Mark, I'm going to go back to you. What do you, what do you think of that? I'm, I'm ready for the shot. 
yeah, you know, I'm ready for the shot. You know, and I, you know, you, you, you know, if they're on the outside of the 18, you know, you do want to try and push them, force if you can force them out wide as well. I think that's a lot better as well. But if I if I can, I want to. I personally want to restrict the other team to long range shots that are pretty much comfortable for me. You know, I think it's a lot of, you know, again, I'll be on my toes ready for a potential shot. But when I'm organizing the back line, it's trying to restrict their options of a shot. Can I either force them out or force them into an uncomfortable position where they're just hitting a shot and it's going way into the crowd? Yeah, I, I personally agree. I'm, I'm going to basically turn this over to Coach Matt right now. Um, this will probably be a quick topic, but Matt, do you agree, disagree? What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I agree, definitely. Um, I always am telling goalkeepers uh, if there's any dangerous uh, shooting area, what you can tell your defenders is to just force it wide, force it wide. Um, Cause that will at least slow it down. We might have to deal with a cross next, but that's just getting into a whole different story. Um, but when it comes to, if the ball's inside our 18, I, that's when we have to be the leader. Uh, we have to be the loudest person on the field. Um, and, you know, obviously we're on our ball line looking for a shot, um, getting that chance to look off and see, you know, where the gaps might be if they're trying to just play a ball through, um, if there is a little bit more space. Um, but obviously it's that shot first, and then we're starting to uh, look second on where, you know, where the space might be, where the next pass might be. Um, and just trying to, again, just be an extra set of eyes for our defenders that, uh, first with that shot that's on the ball or second that is off the ball, kind of looking around, seeing where the, the next pass might be. I like that. Coach Zach, continue with what your focus is, is on. Are you now – are you still conscious with the surrounding players? Or are you more ball-focused, ready for that shot? What's your what's your take? What are the variables in that equation? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a lot going on in those situations, and you have to be able to process that information very quickly. Um, Mark said it perfect, Right. Your, your attention is now sitting back and almost dealing with the shot, preparing for the shot that may come. Um, yeah, I'm always scanning the field, always looking to make sure that we're covered everywhere. But my main attention is definitely on defending the goal if the shot would happen. Hopefully it comes from distance because your communication is allowing that to take place. Uh, I, I always teach it as an arc, in about a 22-yard arc, you know, at, which is like the top of your arc. Um, kind of like a three-point arc in basketball. So you're going to protect that arc as much as possible. If anything, they try to penetrate inside of that arc, then we're going to have some serious issues. So all, I, all my communication is is trying to force things wide or, or, or even end line along, the, along that arc. Um, and if they do force end line, do not allow them to get around your shoulder so that they can slot a ball back. So that's still a penetrating pass. So um, my main focus is, is, yeah, containing, forcing wide, reducing the angle for the shot, but also communicating as much as I possibly can in that time period to limit the, the quality of the shot, as, as Mark said. Yeah, I, I, I love what you just said about that arc. That's something I've never heard of, but I completely agree with. It's almost like that, you know, the, the PK, the, the circle on top of the PK, yeah. bring it down to the, the corners of your six. And it's, it's your, you know, are you on your ball line? Where are you on your goal arc? Where are your hands? You know, are you in that springing position ready for that one-step power? Are you ready to get behind the ball and shuffle, get behind that save? And then truthfully, one thing I do too is I start to think a little bit ahead or talk to my goalies about if that shot comes and you make that quick save, are you, do you know where that ball's going? You know, and I, I'm already thinking and that's going to lead us into our transition moment here um, in, in regards to what is the next step, you know, and, and that's something that I think is very important. And let's get into that. We have around 10 minutes left, guys, just an FYI, but let's get into that. We transition, we won the ball. 
what's our goalkeeper's role? Like we just won the ball. What are we looking to do? Whether we have, whether we personally as a goalkeeper have the ball or we win the ball somewhere on the field. Let's talk about in our defensive third, we win possession. Um, Coach Matt, let's start with you. What do, what's your goalkeeper's role in either of those situations, whether you have the ball or whether you're, or your defender wins the ball and is now looking to move forward? Yeah, um, if we have the ball uh, in our hands, be it off a shot, off a cross, uh, but that ball's in our hands, we're, we're looking to dis distribute. Um, and a lot of factors come into that. What's the score of the game? What time are we at in the game? Um, obviously, that affects how much, how short or long you might be uh, taking with that ball in your hands. Um, but I think something that is more advanced is to start looking, you know, can we get past that first line? So if we were in deep and we were defending, you know, maybe I'm looking for my 7-11 out wide, the wingers, or the 9. Uh, maybe even the 10 might still be out there too. Um, but, you know, can I break that first line um, and play a longer ball? be it with a throw, uh, half volley, side volley, um, however that may be, but that quick, longer transition that breaks the line and really can get us out and start our attack. If we don't have the ball, if I don't have the ball and my defender has the ball off a tackle, um, you know, then obviously I can look to be that option uh, to get that ball first, depending on where it's at, what the situation is. But if not, then I'm just starting to communicate um, where that ball can go, letting them know where the pressure is on them, uh, just kind of come uh, full circle to where we started, just, you know, being that director from the back to, to build and to start our attack, regardless if we do have the ball or not at our feet. Well said. Coach Duff. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a, it's a tactical, you know, decision-making moment for a goalkeeper. So if we win possession, I as a goalkeeper have the ball, as, we, as, you know, as Matt's alluded to, there's, there's a lot of different factors to it. You know, if we're playing against a team that's playing a high press, it could be a moment where there's, there's a lot of space in behind them. You know, so I'd always allude to a Peter Schmeichel type person. Can you get that ball and can you get it in behind that back line? You know, if they decide to press us really, really high, my job as a goalie, I've scanned the field, I see where the spot is. Can I now hit in that gap? Um, again, if I'm, if I'm winning and the field's very neutral, maybe I'll hold on to the ball for a little bit longer, scan the field and kind of go from there. But I feel like from a goalie perspective, it's this is the moments that kind of, you know, between a good goalkeeper and a great goalkeeper, what are their decision-making during these times? Because it's a, it's a very big tactical decision time, I feel. Well said. I agree. Coach Zach, anything you want to add to those two? Yeah. I mean, I have a personal story. My first day uh, in college, my very first practice after our fitness testing, we did, you know, like five to five, six to six stuff small sided stuff, just going to two goals. And um, yeah, I mean, in that moment, it's really easy for you to be comfortable and just go, you know, get the ball and roll to an outside back. But if you, if you don't get your eyes up and look downfield first, you're, you're going to limit your opportunities in those transitional moments. Um, for me, in that training session, I was like, I got it, just trying to get rid of it, get it to my outside back and keep playing. When my forward was screaming for the ball, like wide open, essentially in the middle of the field. Um, and it would have been a great throw right to his feet, could have turned and gone a goal. So you always get your eyes up, read all your options, and then make your decision. And I, I think Matt said it great with uh, reading the game, right? Reading the, the game awareness of, of that time. Are you winning? Are you losing? How much time's left? All those kind of things have to go into your variables of decision-making. Um, but definitely read all of your options. I got reamed out by my college coach first day, and it, and it was not fun. So um, 
Yeah, but uh, Mark, it, that was a great point. Like, it's the difference between a good goalkeeper who's just going to be comfortable or a great goalkeeper who's going to read all his options and get out the best decision possible. I think that was perfect. Yeah, I love. I, I was going to emphasize it, and you hit it, Zach, was the, the moment of the game. Coach Matt said it perfectly. You know, that, that do you, if you're up one nothing, five minutes left in the game, you just made a dive and save, or, or the ball comes, it's a cross, you take it, and you just go down to the ground and you, you hang out and stare at the grass for a couple seconds, right? Like, there's a time-wasting moment to that. So the tactical awareness, the game awareness, to me, is very important in those situations. So I, I love how you emphasize that. Well said. Um, let's roll on to our, our last <clears throat> phase here in regards to we just, we just lost possession. And let's just talk about our – we're in our half of the field. We lose possession. Um, let's go right at it. Coach Duff, let's talk to you first in regards to that. What are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you saying? What, what's your positioning? What's the what's the attitude? Well, so we've just lost, we've lost possession. We've gone from being stretched, and you know, as in a sense of a lot of space on the field. And now my job right now, in my opinion, is to get the team as compact as possible. You know, like I said before, cut out those passing lanes, restrict their options, and get as tight and get as narrow as I can. You know, I feel like this is a moment for the goalkeeper again, where they have those a lot of communication. You really, really got to organise that team. Get them I in. Mean, you know. From the, front, from the first defender, which could be a striker, whatever it is, to yourself. Yeah. All of you in it together and get everyone in there and organized. Well said. Coach Zach? Yeah, on top of uh, what Coach Duff just said, I would say you got to analyze the small cues that are going to give you the advantage. Uh, one of the things that we teach at Seton Hill is just read their face. If, if their head pops up, they're probably going big. If their head's staying down, we can actually maybe catch them and press them real quick. So we try to teach little things. Uh, and you can communicate that as a goalkeeper to, to read those little variables that can help you in those transitional moments. Um, but yeah, you're going to drop, you're going to be compact, get your team compact. Uh, and then obviously you're going to communicate whatever your coach's strategies is. So if your coach wants you just to get all numbers behind the ball and drop, you're going to communicate that in that moment. If, you, if your coach wants you to immediately press, you're going to communicate that. So definitely there's a strategy and tactical awareness in that moment of transition to whatever your coach has told you. Um, and then you're going to communicate that on the field. But, yeah, you're, you're going to be the leader and the captain of that transitional defending moment in communication. So get them as organized as possible, as, as quick as possible. Well said. Coach Matt. Yeah, let's just kind of be one quick last point with that. It's just it's, it's sort of like multitasking. So if we uh, just lost the ball, you know, at half in our own half, not only are we transitioning back from being that option to get the ball to our feet to where we are um, – to get into a, a proper position to face a shot. Um, we're doing that while communicating with our teammates to get compact, you know, let them know where the dangerous areas might be um, and hopefully stopping that ball first. So we can slow any attack that might come our way right away. Um, so we can get behind and defend um, and allow not only ourselves but our teammates to get where they need to be um, to really limit the other team's attack. Yeah. And one of the things I'm always talking to my GKs about in that situation is if we just lost the ball, chances are there's a potential 50-50 moment and it's going to be a tough first touch for that other team. Can we put immediate pressure on that ball at that moment and try and win that ball back in the first six seconds and, and really put pressure on that? And if they maintain possession, which way are they be forcing them? We're forcing them backwards. And it, the other thing, to Coach Matt's point, is we're also doing that while we're transitioning from being – a supporting option to getting our tail back into our proper position defending. So we're almost doing this 
on the move. So whether it's backpedaling or whether our head's still on the ball, but our, our hips and body are turning, we're running back, we're still ha communicating. It can't just be the one thing we're doing at a time and then do the next. It's a multitask, um, it's multitask time for the goalkeeper in that situation. Well said, guys. Well said. Um, I'm just going to summarize. I'd like you guys to quick summarize. summarize. <laughs> if we could, I'm going to start, if I could, with Coach Duffield. Last final words on this topic. I mean, I, I think the big point is for a goalkeeper in these situations is to remain engaged in the game. You know, you know, ver verbally and mentally stay involved in the game. Position yourself somewhere where you can help the team. Good communication skills. And above all else, I think decision-making is big. And these are the moments that define between the good and the great goalkeepers. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Coach Matt, let's go back to you. So probably two just big takeaways um, per the discussion uh, as goalkeeper topics, just being one being your positioning uh, based on which phase we might be in in the game and where the ball is at. Um, and two, obviously our communication, just being that leader from the back, uh, not only just guiding our players, but just being that leader from the back um, and just using our voice and just being a, a giant presence back there for the entirety of the game. Cool. Coach Zach, 15 seconds. Go. Yeah, just uh, trust your defenders and backfield with good communication, like a positive thing. So if you are in a defensive third and something bad's happening, reinforce with like a, hey, great job there. Well done. I love it. I love it. Guys, thank you very much, everybody. We will see you in our next episode. Have a great day.